What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the O Canada RC podcast. And if you have been in RC for any period of time, that noise will be very familiar to you. It is likely one that you hear when shaking a micro spray tin of joy, also known as Lexan paint. And um, in front of me, I'm looking at fluorescent yellow, PS27, silver, PS12, light green, PS8, and metallic blue, PS16. I love shaking those things, and it's such a fun noise on the podcast. So why the heck am I telling you this? You know about paint. You're like... Give me some good content, Lemoyne. What do you got for me today? Well, I'm stoked. I'm stoked, stoked, stoked today because we have a repeat guest on the show. Bradley Farmer will be joining us in a very special part one of a three or four part series. And it's all about making the body on your RC tricked out, how to prep it properly, how to choose it, how to prep it, how to mount it, how to protect it. We're going to break it all down for you with Bradley Farmer. If you don't remember Bradley, we will introduce him again coming up. So don't go anywhere. Okay, guys, so welcome back to the O Canada RC podcast, and I am excited tonight to be joined by another repeat guest. The longer I do this podcast, the the better that these episodes become, because it means I didn't scare anybody off, and maybe the guest had a good time, and we made a connection. So tonight, I want to welcome back to the podcast, Bradley Farmer. Uh, Bradley, welcome back to O Canada RC. Hey, Jeff. Welcome. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. You know what, the last time we had you on for our listeners, maybe we'll just do a real quick recap and then uh, we'll get into to why you're back. Um, so Bradley, for our listeners, does a lot of uh, RC artists, so he does a lot of paint jobs for a lot of different folks, a lot of pros from what I remember, uh, and a lot of artwork for Horizon Hobby, right Bradley? Yeah, that's correct. So that was pretty cool last time for me to learn because I'd say I'm more of an intermediate guy in this hobby and to hear that somebody does that and kind of really just makes a, a solid living off of that painting the artwork for the boxes as well as RC vehicles is pretty phenomenal and pretty mind-blowing I mean um, how many guys do you run into where you tell them what you what you do and they kind of go what what do you do uh, it's funny I mean every you know every now and then you'll more for your friends or you know people that uh, are not really familiar with a hobby and they kind of like scratch their head when they when they hear what you do and then you got to kind of go in you know, a little more depth and explain to them uh, what all you do but a lot of people you know think it's pretty interesting and, and pretty cool um, it's definitely yeah. something that you know the passion is definitely uh, you know, gone to a hobby and gone further than that yet for me, so it's unfortunate. I guess if you have a hard time explaining, you can just kind of take them into like one of your, I'll call it a trophy room where you've got bodies and 
right away the visual aspect probably makes it clear for them, right? Yeah, and the, the funny part too is you start to explain to people and they're kind of like shaking their head like, yeah, 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 I get it, I get it. You know, on the color, <laughs> how you paint it. And then you tell them you have to paint it on the inside of the body. Yeah, and then they like, well, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> that, everything's all backwards. It's like, yeah, You well, blew their it's, minds. It's exactly backwards, so. You but blew it, their yeah, minds, it's man. It's pretty funny. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's one of the reasons why we wanted to have you back. We were chatting for the listeners out there. We were chatting, Bradley and I, after the the first podcast we did. We thought that was a lot of fun. And uh, Bradley, you bring a ton of experience um, to to this side of of the RC thing. And uh, we thought we'd have you back to do a series on bodies. So not, you know, only painting, but selection and materials and prep and how to go about it and then after the body's done you know kind of how you preserve it how you how you, you you make the most out of that body and for me this is interesting i i don't know bradley if you listen to any of my other uh diatribes on here but i i ran my first off-road race last weekend yeah so see that. yeah first race ever and i painted up a body and i'll i'll flip you a picture it's nothing special but i was pretty proud of it but now i'm excited to learn what i did wrong so <laughs> We're going to get into that and hopefully with the listeners, we'll, uh, we'll understand maybe some new things that you didn't know and uh, Bradley will take us on that journey. Sure, sounds good. Yeah, I think it's a good thing because a lot of people, um, whether you've been in the hobby for a while or you're just getting into it, uh, once you get into the hobby, you'll find out there's a lot more different things that you can do and, you know, make your uh, your car, I guess, your own unique whip as people call it, you know, because everybody likes their own special, you know, paint job or body or tires or you know, that certain look they're looking at. So I think, uh, you know, to go through a lot of different areas to cover, uh, you know, hopefully get you what you're looking for. And with that, let's, let's get right into it, man. So when we were talking again, offline, one of the first place you start at is you maybe a look at, in my case, I look at my, 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 my SCTE and I go, okay, the stock body I got in with the kit is nice. And might've been one that Bradley painted and designed. And, uh, <laughs> but I want to try something new. So, what goes into selection of a body? Like, what kind of things do you have to consider when you're when you're starting down that path? Yeah, definitely. What you can do is look to uh, look to see if you're you know looking for a different look for your body, or if you're looking for you know something different is uh, you know the performance or the handling of the body. Because a lot of you know manufacturers, whether you get the stock body or you know an aftermarket body that's out there, there's a lot of you know different variations in the body for the design, the style, you know how they mount how they work as far as handling as well as the look so you know looking for something uh you know a lot of different areas of manufacturers of what you're you're actually looking for in a body so with that um now when i look at when i've looked at bodies i kind of go so i'll jump on whatever i'll I'll name drop a bit i'll go on the pro line side and i'll or i'll look on the j concept site and i really look at something that's going to be functional because if I'm racing, I want to make sure that it's going to be functional, but also I look at that fashion aspect. Yep. But beyond that, is there, in terms of the weight of the body, is there anything people should consider there? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You can, a lot of the manufacturers that do make the aftermarket bodies, they make them in several different uh, thicknesses and different weights. So, um, you know, if you're a beginner, you may want to steer away from the lightweight body because, you know, getting a lightweight body does help mm. as far as the handling and the weight of the body. but. As far as durability and you know the, the overall um, strength of the body, it's not going to be probably what you're looking for, especially if you're you know out there where a class where you're going to be bumping and banging a little more, or you know, chances of hitting other vehicles or you know tubes or whatever. So when you're looking for a body, you know, kind of taking uh, a step back and look at your driving ability and, and what you're going to be running. Mm-hmm. Anything worse is to you know to buy a 
uh, a nice lightweight body and get it all painted up good and you know have a hard time making it through the weekend with it so you know, a couple things to look at when you're you're selecting the thickness of a body and so like for me i was on my roof a little bit in my first race a lot i was trying to keep it rubber down but you know um try to try to hit doubles where maybe i should have taken them as singles but that's a good point so when you go to look at a body um how would somebody who's so i know we're, we're, we're talking to all levels guys who painted before guys who haven't but say i'm looking now maybe for the first time i am considering the weight um when i select that body how is it indicated on most bodies is it like in grams or how, maybe get into that a bit usually what they do the manufacturers do a really good job as far as labeling so you kind of look at the label and read them i know some manufacturers they'll use like a uh, dot color code um, or they're okay. going to change the color of the, uh, the the protective film. So when you're looking on the shelves on the body, you can tell right on that. But they're pretty identifiable, um, you know, by the label. And then also, if you just pick them up and feel them, um, mm -hmm. you can definitely, you know, tell the difference in the thickness of the body just by handling them. So nice. Yeah, and that's that color coding kind of goes, I guess, to to relate it for people when they're buying tires, right? Yep. You have different compounds and different dots on the tires, so kind of yep. similar to that. So that's good to know. That's yep. good information because. I'm not sure that I would know how to look for that. So, right. so I've got my body now. I picked out my. Uh, let's just go. Let's say that I picked out my new short course body here, and I'm bringing it home. Uh, I'm about to leave the store. Do I need to consider anything to do with the mounting, or would the stock mounting I have on my kit? And I guess this this could be a multi pronged answer, but would the stock mounting hardware I have be enough? Yeah, what you want to do is like when you're selecting that body, a lot of times they'll tell you right on the header card or the label of the body what those bodies will fit. And a lot of the manufacturers are doing a really good job because a lot of the bodies will fit multiple vehicles. So when you're you know, selecting that body, make sure it'll fit your vehicle, uh, like I said, by the header card. And then also they'll come with instructions because they'll have multiple uh, body home locations on it where it'll tell you, you know, if you have a, you know, a TLR vehicle or a Mugen or whatever the case may be where those holes will mount up. So if it's a, a direct fit or a placement for your vehicle, you can um, you know, use a, the factory mounts that come with it. But if you don't, you're trying to go to something totally unique and outside the box. Uh, mm -hmm. You'll have to get some different types of body mounts to make that body more stable, or you may have to make them taller or shorter to right. whatever body you're fitting. So um, keep right. that in mind, you know, guys at the local hobby store, they're you know, well aware of what guys are using, you know, and, and far as mounting the new body so reach out to those guys and ask for the help too they'll, they'll point you in the right direction and put you in the so. and that's awesome because like i know so this is a sore spot for me so i've got a tlr 5 5.0 and i love it because it's velcro down on the yeah. base of the body right yep. love that don't have to didn't have to drill any holes with my sct i went with the evo proline evo body yep. um and didn't I go and miss one of my mounting holes? And I was off by, I'd say a centimeter, which is, you know, half an inch. And uh, man, I was I was upset to say the least. So I, I, I managed to rectify it, but now I've got two holes in the front left of that of that chassis. And every time I look at it, it's like, it's, it's laughing at me, right? So what are some tips for guys not to do what I did? <laughs> Come on, probably one of the easiest things to do is, you know, mount, try to mount the body and test fit it before you even put a hole in it, you know, kind of eyeball it. You know, a lot of times if you get the same exact body and the current body's fitting good, you can take your other body and literally lay it right over the top of it, uh, you know, put little indicators on there with a Sharpie of where you need to put those uh -huh. holes at. 
Um, but if it's not, and you know, you're using an aftermarket body, lay your body over and kind of eyeball it and check both, you know, the, the fore and after the body as well as the left and right. Um, so you get it you know, properly squared on the body. So right. um, the other thing too, as you mentioned, you know, a lot of times that happens, especially if you're putting a brand new body on you, you're off on that hole. Don't yeah. be afraid. And what a lot of people do is actually open that hole up. Just make it bigger to where you get to the point where it fits. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you can actually take like another piece of Lexan that you've cut like out of a fender well. And once that body is already painted and all done, you can take and double side that Lexan piece with a, the new hole in it. Right. Inside the body and then double side it huh. from the inside. So that hole will still be there. But as far as the mounting, the functionality of that body, you can reinforce with that other new piece of Lexan on the bottom. So I love that. Kind of a... A shortcut because it happens. I mean, it happens uh, to all of us. You know, we've done it one time or another. You know, and you kind of yeah. making that hole slightly bigger um, to where you do it. And also, they make a, a double-sided foam sticky pad mm-hmm. that you can use on the inside as well. That'll kind of help keep that body secure too. You know, if you do make that hole slightly larger than what you want, um, where you can Perfect. put that double-sided foam piece on the inside as well. So I'm staring at my body right now, and that just gives me some hope. So that's that's amazingly helpful. Thank you so much. The best part, too, is you could always take a decal and put over it. Make (laughs) that new hole just where you wanted it to be, and then never Uh, tell anybody until they look on the other side. I love it. That's another option. <laughs> so many, I, have, I have work to do. I got to figure that out. Now, when you when you talked about eyeballing it, so aftermarket, would you mark it? Would you recommend? Because the, on the top of the body, for anybody who's never painted, there's a, there's a film that you peel off after you're done. And that's probably one of the most satisfying things for me when I do a body. Um, but would you recommend marking with a Sharpie on that film while it's clear? Or is that just a logical thing to say and everybody already knows that except for yeah, me? Absolutely. On the outside, that's basically how most of the guys that are doing all the, the nice paint jobs is use a Sharpie or a Sharpie type marker that's kind of like a permanent marker. Uh, and right, mm-hmm. in, you know, right on the outside of the body on that film, you know, the nice thing about that is if you do make mistakes, you can use some rubbing alcohol um, or some, you know, different types of material that manufacturers make for cleaning the bodies. And they'll take that Sharpie right off it. So if you do make a mistake, um, you know, <laughs> a little rubbing alcohol and an alcohol pad and, you know, swab it and it'll take it right off. So that outside's kind of uh, like a sketch pad or an etch-a-sketch, I guess. If you make a mistake, you can redo it. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, kind of part of the a nice reason why it's on there also. That's a great, and it's a great thing to highlight, right? Again, for most guys that have done it before, they know, but if you've not, you might not even realize it until you're yeah. mid- midway through some base coats or something, yeah, right? I, um, I, a lot of manufacturers now, they're really good about putting, uh, you know, the bigger labels on it to make sure that, you know, you feel that film. That's off. true. I, I've heard of guys that, uh, you know, got it all painted up and stickered up and ready to go. And they're like, well, where did this blue film come from? Or why is this clear film coming <laughs> off the top? So yeah, make sure you pull that off when you're all done. All right. So then, so now you've picked your body. You've um, you lined it up. You made a good point, actually. Before we get into the next thing that I want to ask you about, is making sure from side to side that your body is lined up, right? Because there's nothing worse than I would imagine mounting it up and then realizing you're about a half inch over to the left in the body. You're seeing the front, you know, the wheels on the right side because you didn't center your body. So I, I think that speaks to an important thing. And I'll get your your thoughts on this, Bradley. When you're painting these things, take your time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can't, uh, one of my old art teachers back in school said haste makes waste. So if you're in a hurry, you're going to end up wasting yourself. 
yeah, definitely take your time. You know, I mean, a lot of times people stop back and they hear, oh, it only took me, you know, two hours to paint it or an hour or whatever. But, you know, take it as long as you need. And if, you know, if you're, you're tired of it, put it down and come back to it, you know, the next day to finish it. So, but take your time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of those things, since you're painting on the inside, you don't really get a whole lot of opportunity to, to fix it or to recorrect it. So, definitely take your time. Yeah. Before, so we're going to get into colors, and I think everybody's probably excited to talk about colors and how you pick a scheme and finishes on paints and etc. But um, one thing that just struck me too is that, again, I'm just using my body as an example. On the Evo and the back behind the the, the, the cab windows, there were also two um, fins that I had yep. to paint, and then I, I had to actually screw them into the body. So I had to drill or I had to score little holes yep. and then you know fix them with a with a screw and a nut. Um, I was going to just glue them on and and then I stopped myself partially because of what you just said, take your time and do it right. They gave you the hardware for a reason. Um, would you recommend against trying to do something like that? I mean, the guys that design the bodies, uh, I would imagine are doing it very specifically, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, like with the number plates, I think a lot of that too is, uh, you know, back in the day, we used to be able to take a, an actual number because you had to have a number on your vehicle when you were running it. Um, or you could right. put those numbers already on a plate, and then if your number changed throughout the day, you just have to change the plate. So instead of having to you know, buy new decals or add new decals or peel the other ones off, you can just put a new number plate on it. But um, as far as the other things that are on there, like you know the little side fins on the rear by the spoiler, those are mm-hmm. functional. Um, I would still do like the manufacturer says. You know, some people try to use the, the double-sided tape. Um, but you risk the chance of that getting ripped off and get caught on a board or another vehicle and stuff. So, um, also too, yeah. like on your short course, a lot of the yeah. um, bed of the truck and a lot of the uh, um, other parts of the body have vent holes that cut out. And those yeah, I was just, I was just going to yeah, ask you, Bradley. Those are extremely functional. If you ever see a truck that doesn't have a cut out, they don't pick up. It's like a kite. I mean, they'll it's like a balloon. Jump off and yeah. It's like if somebody pulled a parachute and they'll catch them in the air. And then you watch somebody that goes over and has a cut out. Um, it's a huge difference. So yeah, yeah I mean, it's, uh, they're definitely functional. Yeah. And I, I did a funny thing on, well, I thought it was funny. I don't know if anybody else thought it was funny, but on Instagram where I, I had my old body and I vented it a bit more because of that. I didn't want it to balloon or parachute. And I did a funny thing where I said, you know, every year thousands of short course trucks die because they're improperly vented. <laughs> so, uh, it was a little PSA for venting. Uh, but you're right. And, and on that, that's a trick. That is tricky business. Um, and maybe talk a little bit about your thoughts on using a tool like a Dremel for something like that. Yeah, you can, uh, the thing that uh, comes in handy like a Dremel um, is like making a lot of your, your edges round. What happens where a lot of times where people will, they'll take scissors and cut a body. And if you can imagine cutting with the scissors, if you don't cut it correctly, you always kind of leave that little bit of a relief cut at the tip of the scissors. Mm-hmm. And what happens is when you do that, that makes the weakest spot of the body. So like if you're doing a fender one, you don't cut a nice smooth circle. Every time right. you make a little jag or a little relief cut, that's going to weaken that body. And, and the fender walls are really known to be weaker on the body because you're getting hit and you're getting pounded and banged. Um, so use a Dremel tool lightly, you know, kind of sand those edges over smooth where you get a nice round radius on it. Um, then also what I tell a lot of people to do too is like on the corners of the body where it may be like uh, around the bumper edge or you know, on the fin or the spoiler, take and taper those edges just slightly. Because if you don't, somebody goes to marshal your car, they're pretty sharp. So you don't want to, you know, cut people or, you know, make something really sharp out there. So 
Um, he's a Dremel, but, but use them wisely. You know, they do have the tendency to bite. Um, when they're on left <laughs> yeah. before you know it, you're skidding, you know, six inches down the side of your body when they're biting. But um, yeah. he's a Dremel tool that's not really uh, aggressive or abrasive, and uh, you know, they're yeah. to work with. I've had success in, cause you know, this hobby is expensive and not everybody can go out and get a, a Dremel or maybe they, maybe you can borrow one. That's, a, that's something to do too. But I've also heard that you could, if you have a score, a punch, like a small, a small headed punch, uh, you can also, and if you're careful and you're patient, you can score. And I've done this. It's just, it takes a lot of patience. I find scoring the area and then Lexan will actually bend really well and give way but what are your thoughts on on that too and, and you working with Lexan in general yeah, yeah actually it takes time to get uh, up to the point where you can do it with a knife but if you're good with a knife and all my bodies I cut out with an exacto knife um, mm. you know in particular like on road bodies what you'll do is if you can get a nice sharp exacto knife put it flat on the edge of the, uh, the table your body and then try tracing the edge of that wheel well. A lot of wheel wells are nicely marked on the body. Don't lift your blade, that's the biggest key, is once you start, keep making a perfect radius. And what you do is once you get all the edges that are scored on it, you can snap that right on where you cut, and it will it'll, mm -hmm. it'll snap just like a piece of glass. It'll cut clear and you'll pull yeah. it around. It does take practice, so I mean, if it's your first body, yeah. you probably wouldn't do it. Uh, but once you get the hang of it, you get more comfortable with, you know, how the Lexan works and, and, and how deep to score it. You don't have to score it super far, um, you know, as far as the thickness of the body. But if you can get to the point to do that, it's a lot, uh, you get a lot cleaner cut. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. But, but good, but good, um, heads up, yeah. right? Like you, yeah. you just got to take, you got to get there. Yeah. It's not, I, I know some of the bigger vents on the flatter parts of the body where you, like you said, I was able to put almost my. I have a yoga block from my front of my car stands and, and it, it works well underneath. But uh, some of those smaller, more horizontal vents, the thinner ones, those are tough. Yeah. So to Bradley's point, everyone, if you're listening, just, you know, get there slowly, yeah. like let, yeah, <laughs> enjoy the process. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. yeah. Something if you're, everybody's probably a little more comfortable using scissors. And like you say, you can get a rough cut out of it with a pair of scissors and then go back with that Dremel tool and just clean those mm. edges up to, to get them nice and smooth and radius how you want them to look, so. Uh, awesome. Definitely the exact knife would probably be down the road a bit for you. Awesome. Yeah, some good. I remember, I distinctly remember a incident as a child where my dad was uh, using an exacto knife and he was a he was a mechanic, like a handyman, and he was chipping, you'll appreciate this, the paint off of a side view mirror from a 76 Torino Ford wagon. These, and, and it's scary that I have the details in my head because I remember what happened. And he was doing it. You know, like our like our fathers and our fathers before then, they were so much tougher, I find, than, than my generation anyways. And he's doing it in his shorts and a shirt off in the summer, and he's chipping it with an X-Acto knife. And he slipped and he sliced his leg open. Drove himself to the hospital and got six stitches, but be careful with X-Acto knives, yeah, I think. Yeah, is definitely. Right. You know, they're, they're sharp. A lot of these things are sharp mm. as, uh, you know, some surgical instruments that people are using, so... Be careful with yeah. it. The other thing too is lay them far up on the counter. I don't know how many people I've talked to that's had them roll off because they're they're round handles, and they yeah. end up, you know either sticking themselves in the foot or they end up going right in the floor by the foot. So, <laughs> but yeah, definitely be careful. They're like anything else; they're sharp tools, and you can definitely hurt yourself. So yeah, be smart. With okay, them. all right. That's our second PSA. First was venting SCT bodies. Second PSA: be careful with knives. And now we're gonna get into some fun. 
Um, so we got our body home. We're ready. We're prepped. We got our mounting stuff. We've, you know, maybe we've, we've marked out our mounting, our, our posts where the posts are going to be. Um, and the next day we're going back to the hobby store and we're going to pick colors. So this is, I, I would imagine you tell me you're the, you're the pro painter. Is this the hardest part of doing a body? If you don't know what you want to do, like selection and, and themes. Yeah. What, what I tell a lot of people to do that if they don't have an idea or you know, they're not sure like what scheme or whatever, you know, throw out three or four colors that you like. Um, you know, not everybody cares for the fluorescent colors. Um, you know, not everybody cares for, you know, your red, white, and blue themed or, or whatever it may be. And, and people have their own favorite colors, whether it be, you know, that old car they had back when they was a kid, they want to mash or replicate or their old BMX bike or, you know, whatever color that they're trying to go for. But try to try to come up with three or four different colors that you like. Um, and, and what I tell people to do when they're picking colors is try to like, Think about looking at that car on the track when you're driving it. You want to have something to where you're going to be able to identify it pretty easily, and you want to be able to recognize it as being your car. So I tell people, you know, don't have everything where it's all fluorescent colored, because if you get, you know, 10, 15 feet away, that car is going to be a glow ball. You know, you're not going to really <laughs> see the differences between the fluorescent yellow and the fluorescent orange and the fluorescent red, whatever other color you have. So pick like a dark color, you know, kind of maybe a fluorescent mm-hmm. if you're into the fluorescence and then a lighter color to, to complement it. So that way you can kind of transition between colors and it helps separate some of the lines. Um, a lot of the work that I do is like the really fine thin lines and you're going to notice them the most if you have like a dark color right next to that bright, sharp line. So pick a yeah. couple, two or three different colors to, uh, you know, to complement each other when you're putting that scheme together um, a lot of times what i tell people to do is look through albums look through pictures look through whatever hmm. it may be i mean i remember going to you know super cross races i think the only thing i remember just sit up the crowd hmm. and looking at all the colors and it's like man that that forest and pink and that black and that white and silver that looks great together you know then you see something else where it's like a you know a lime green and a raspberry and a white or something and like man those look good together so um, a lot of times i'll just snap <laughs> pictures of things and it can be like a motorcycle yeah. helmet or a real car or whatever it may be uh, to get your idea on some, some color combination. So I would first say start with some colors that you like. Um, then start looking yeah. at different, you know, combinations of themes and schemes and designs that are out there that, that look good. So, um, That's cool. The other thing too is like keep in mind if, if you're on the racing side of it. Um, yeah. Try to keep that same color if you race with a lot of people all the time because they get familiar with your body out on the track. You know, and every time, you know, like a Dakota or a Dustin or anybody out there that's, that's known racing, they know their car just by who it is. So if you're out there racing against them and that car comes up behind you, you know who that driver is. So it right. makes it easier if you do find that scheme. And it may take it a couple chances to get exactly what you want. Uh, but keep that in mind also if you're getting into the racing side of it. So It's a great, it's a great, great points all around. Great point on the racing piece. And I know... I run carpet off-road. Uh, I've now run, starting to do on the dirt, but on carpet, you get like a gray kind of really boring gray. So be, I've heard I've heard people say, be cognizant of that, right? Yeah, you, it's funny because I think, you know, it's, uh, you know, back in the day when we were racing on a dark gray or even a black carpet at times, I could run a black body. But I'd also have yeah. that, that fluorescent yellow or that white that was a divider color to kind of help, you know, guide you. And what I try to do is keep the lighter color in the front so you can see it. So keep in mind, you know, what, what, like you say, what surface you're running on. A lot of times guys too will use the same 
paint scheme and same colors, but they'll reverse it if they're running after dark. So if they typically mm-hmm. have like a blue <laughs> nose up front, they may put that in the back and have the, the yellow or the white up front. So, you know, yeah. a lot of guys run after dark, so you want something definitely where you can see it out on the track. So, but yeah, definitely something where you yeah. can make it visible. Very, very, like, very interesting because, I mean, a lot of us, we, we want it to look cool. We want it to look, you know, flashy, but you got to think functionally, yeah. right? It, it, depending on what you're doing, if you're bashing in a field, maybe not so much, yeah. but um, any kind of track, yeah. Too, it's, kind of, it's kind of cool in a way is because, you know, getting back into to on-road racing more, there's so many different classes out there, and I think... A lot of the designs that I do on the buggies and stuff, they don't really transition over to some of the on-road cars. I mean, they, they look cool, but I think what, what looks even mm-hmm. better is like if you have like an old, you know, an old Camaro or an old Mustang or something, one of the classes <laughs> that's painted up yep. like an old school car. And, it, and those paint jobs aren't that elaborate. But man, when you put them out on the track, they look so cool and realistic. Yeah. Um, so keep in mind too what you want to get out of it. A lot of people love that realistic um, to make them look real when they're out there. So yeah. yeah, and I think and to your point, like if you're into touring cars, right, or one twelve scale pans, you can look to Indy and 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 uh, NASCAR, right, and get some really cool ideas from that. Sometimes, I mean, personally, I'd love to know your thoughts on this, but I'm a big guy. I love like one solid color. Sometimes, if it's the right color yeah. on the right body, and it can be it can be amazingly simple, yeah, but. It, still really yeah, pop it's, uh, it's funny because uh we just started running the 12 scale rubber tire uh, gt class and we're trying a yep. couple different bodies we're trying the tires i mean everything's still kind of all brand new to it but we're, you know it's like last minute i had a body I'm like man I, I can't go out to the track being a painter and have like a one color body you know so i'm thinking <laughs> and, I, and i've seen a picture and you'll have to picture remember the old herbie love book where it was like oh yeah white the white and it had the red white yeah. blue stripes down it and I'm like, yeah. you know what I want to oh, do? Yeah. I, so I, I got a, uh, a primer gray. And the whole body was primer gray, but I had this red, white, and blue thin pinstripe right down the roof, the hood, and the trunk. And I tell you what, wow. it was so plain and simple, but it looked really cool on the track. Because it, it looked like a real car that could be out there. Right, so, yeah, right. Yeah, a, a lot of times, simplicity. And the other thing, too, is like the guys with the decals and stuff now, where you can get them all yes. themed and everything. And, and, you know, your own color scheme and your own style of lettering with your sponsors stuff so yeah you can, you sure. can definitely make them look cool even the one shot so you don't you don't have to have that airbrush you can do uh like you've been doing the one mm-hmm. or two colors with a can even though so. yeah yeah and that's cool that you when you talk about the the herbie theme um we've seen ford versus ferrari and the gt you, you know it's sad i have that. not seen that yet but that that is how oh you gotta yeah. see that yeah fantastic movie and um i mean if you, if you love things on wheels, you'll love the movie. And and just when you see that, I think you'll know the body I'm talking about anyways on yeah, the Ford GT. Yeah. And it's kind of like a baby blue, yeah, I think. Yeah. And it had some yeah. orange in it. And it just, it's so classic. And maybe I'm dating, like, maybe I'm dating myself, but I just love those classic kind of looks and feels. Theme. And, you know, I tell you, you yes. yes. on a lot of different cars. I mean, you could put it on mm-hmm. a new Corvette and it would look cool. You know, it's one of those yeah. where you could, I mean, I've seen them on like old pickup trucks. You can put them in anything. Yeah. They look cool. They look cool. Timeless, yep. eh? So we've got our paints picked out. What about sealers? Because I know nothing about sealers. I don't think I've ever used a sealer. When when would you use that? And um, and kind of 
I guess, how would you go about you know, doing that? What you want to do is once you get everything painted, because um, you're painting on the inside of the body, you want to have something to protect the paint. Um, you run mm-hmm. it through a lot of different, you know, you've got mud, you've got oil, you've got shock oil that's going to be on your hands, you've got, you know, nitro plants, you've got the fuel and everything that's spraying all over. So you want right. to put something on that paint, you know, to protect it uh, when those oils and such get on there. So one of the simplest things that I use is Krylon. They make a crystal clear coat. And when you're all okay. done painting it before you pull your window mask off, you can take that and, and it's a rattle can. Very simple to apply. You can shake it up and spray it, put a couple, two, three light coats on it. It goes on extremely light and it goes on, it, you know, it dries really quick. So put two or three coats of that on awesome. there. Um, and it'll protect you from pretty much anything that you're going to get as far as racing. Um, the one thing that I want to tell people, and a lot of times people will do, is they'll, hey, you know, I was uh, cleaning my body and, and, you know, I had some paint that started to come off on it. So you start to talk to them. The thing that you don't want to do, don't use any chemicals that are harsh or abrasive. You'll hear people that okay. will say, oh, I got some brake cleaner. Brake cleaner will clean it really good. <laughs> It'll take the paint off it as well. I don't care what kind <laughs> of sewer you have on it. So don't don't use right. motor spray. Don't use anything that's a, an abrasive chemical. Um, and then also don't, don't put it like in a bucket of water and let it sit for a few hours. I mean, I've had people right. do that and it's like... The protecting that you're putting on that is going to protect it from stuff that's sitting on it. You don't want to soak it, mm-hmm. and scrub it, you know, and it's a paint. You know, it's still a paint that's on yeah. the inside. So just be cautious of that. The other thing, too, that, you know, as far as protecting the body, a lot of times when guys will get bodies yeah. done as well, taking the reinforce the inside of the body like a shoe goo. I was... Bradley, you keep stealing my questions, Yeah, there's man. a, they use a shoe goo. Um, they also yep, make, uh, yep. I've been using a lot of the Gorilla Tape. It's a clear Gorilla Tape, but it's yes. extremely thick, but it's nice and flexible. So you can take it and push okay. it in the fender wells, and it's going to reinforce that a whole lot. Uh, the only caution with shoe goo is, is do a lot of thin coats. Don't don't take your bottle and, and goop it on it or like toothpaste, okay. because what it does, it takes a while for that to set up and harden. And there are chemicals in that shoe glue that can attack yeah. the paint as well. So, you know, do a lot of thin coats. You know, huh. Smear it out with your finger. Good to know. Dry, you'll feel it to a touch. But put two or three coats. Um, 3M also makes like an aluminum tape that the guy will use the side for the exhaust for the, the nitro mm-hmm. bodies, which will help it from the heat as well. So there's a lot of different yep. materials out there that you can use to reinforce it as well. Um, so look into those. Yeah. Sorry, and that was, and that's great that you brought that up because I was going to ask because I know, again, running, not to make it about me, but looking at my example, my short course, yeah. guys are reinforcing those all kinds because, like yep. you said, there's a lot of bumping and bashing going on there, and you hear things from shoe glue to, you know, duct tape to gorilla tape, and um, and I would imagine too with the shoe glue you have to be careful, and maybe not so much with uh, a short course truck, but if yeah. if it's on more of a delicate race car, yeah, it can throw yeah, off the weight. Like I would imagine like too. Fender wells or, or something area where it's going to be a little bit more sensitive to uh, to the weight. Um, so yeah, and the thing mm-hmm. is too, like if, if you get that body paint up, it's a brand new yeah. body. A lot of times it's better to put it on before you even run it. A lot of times guys will wait till it starts to to tear or rip away. Right. I've actually the coolest one I think I've seen is a guy actually stitched a body back together. He had part of the quarter panel, actually it was, it was ripped, it tore, <laughs> uh, but it was still kind of intact. So he actually put, it looked like yeah. a baseball. So he put holes all the way up down the side of it and he sewed it back together. Wow. And it was it was cool looking, you know what I mean? I was like, that's unique. Definitely different, <laughs> but it, it definitely is gonna you know, hold that up for a couple, you know, another week or two of, of bashing on it, so. 
hey. Yep. Yep. Sometimes they're whatever high, it takes, right? Or you're high. you're in the middle of a or right green without the, the uh, <laughs> electrical paper duct tape. Fix everything with duct tape. <laughs> oh yeah, red green man. Yeah. Close to my close to my heart up here in Canada. Um, <laughs> oh, those are great tips, man. Um, and and so we're gonna just for to recap for the listeners. This is gonna be I think about a three or four part series. So. If you haven't heard what you're after, don't worry. Next time I talk to you, Bradley, I think we're just going to be talking about uh, painting and getting the body prepped. And we won't we won't steal some of that right now. We'll save that. But the last thing I think I want to touch on for, for this episode then is um, it's kind of prepping the body or cutting the body and free and pre-fitting the body. So I think we talked we talked a little bit about pre-fitting, I think, in terms of um, laterally and the posts, but what can you help people with cutting? Cause I've just cut a body recently. I've heard some tips. I want to hear from you if, if they're, if they were the right thing to do, uh, you know, kinds of scissors you use, what's the technique for cutting yeah, lexus? Yeah, it, it can it be can. tricky. And a lot of times what you know, is all going to depend on the body that you have. If they make, uh, you know, a lot of different manufacturers have the lexane cutting scissors that are out there and the tips are curved. Uh, right. You know, talking to Jason Rona from J Concepts, I'm watching him. I, I think he cuts everything else pretty much with scissors. You know, I've been watching a few of his casts and stuff that he does, and he'll mm. cut a body out while he's talking it. I think he uses pretty much scissors on everything that he cuts out. And once again, it's one of those things where you get comfortable to it uh, as far as cutting it out. But you know, scissors, they can get some that are, they don't have the really long slope to them. They're kind of a curved uh, tip on them, so it makes it easier cutting those radius edges on it. Um, there's sanding tools out there. I know um, Photoform makes a nice sanding block for like on the, it's real critical on the noses of like paint card. Yeah. So you don't want to have it, if you're looking at that car, you don't want to have like uh, any deviation across the nose for far as dragging on the carpet. So they make kind of like a sanding block that has a radius edges on right. it, which helps on your fender wells and any of the, the tighter corners, which is really nice. Huh. Um, you know, then you also got the, the hobby knife like we mentioned earlier. So, and then also, you know, if you have to take a sharpie, yeah. you know, to make those indentations, a lot of the the uh, manufacturers have pre-cut lines on the body. Um, some of the on-road bodies, they don't yep. have the wheel wells. So you have to kind of like cut the body out where it fits over it. And then you got to kind of eyeball right. on the side as far as, you know, how big you want to make that wheel well or where you, you actually want to place that wheel well. So, but once again, take your time. What I always Very do cool. is, is you may have that first body yeah. doesn't fit exactly perfect how you want it, but save that body as a template. So when you go to that second body or the third body, you can put that same body over the top uh, and get a lot nicer fit um, of how you want it to fit on. We, we talked earlier too about the Velcro, which is really nice on the off-road bodies. It's, it's a snug fit. Yeah. Uh, but on some of your on-road cars or your truggy bodies, they don't have um, that really nice covering to keep the inside of it clean so one thing that i always try to do when you're mounting a body as far as like the body pins and the post i always have a little bit of play in it yeah uh, it's even more crucial in on-road cars because you want that body to where right. you can kind of pick that body up off the chassis and not have the chassis move and what that's going to do is when you're racing like you know on right. a carpet or such if you clip a dot or you bump another car that body's going to give it out your chassis so a lot of times when you're going on corners, that body, if you flip it right. out, it's going to give before it upsets that chassis too bad. Um, and same thing though on the on your like your short corners or your truggy body, if you have that body where it fits those posts so tight, when you hit something, you're automatically transferring that yeah, you know that that 
bump <laughs> everything on the chassis, you know, as far as the body mount or the shock tower or whatever it mounted on. Yeah. So give yourself a little bit of play. Uh, it's going to be a lot more forgiving, too, on those holes. They hopefully won't crack as easy uh, when you put them in. So. Yeah. Yeah. When it's too yeah, tight, I yeah. imagine, then the whole thing moves as a unit. Whereas if you have yeah. that play, I just had. I just had PTSD to last weekend, thanks, because yep. I remember my car just going up and over yep. and rear end over front end. Yeah, so thanks. <laughs> just had a bit of a flashback. Hey, I'll be okay. But I just uh, <laughs> kind of hurt there for a second. That's it. That's right, man. Always next week. Next week, I'm uh, in my first club race uh, on carpet, so that'll be hopefully a better result. Listen, Bradley, want to thank you for this. And, and listeners, um, this is part one. We're gonna we're gonna keep this going um, with Bradley. He, your your wealth of knowledge, man, and we really we really appreciate you helping and, and sharing with with drivers of all all ilk, right? Of whether they're new or yeah, they've absolutely. been in the hobby for a long time. Absolutely, yeah. This is great uh, information, right? Uh, that you can that you. I want to put something together for for people who have been racing for a while, yeah. or you know, intermediate or people that are just getting into it. So hopefully uh you know out of the, the podcast you know for sure pick up one one bit of information that will help them out and help them down the road that sounds fantastic and guys if you if you check uh bradley are you, are you, are you I, I on, am on instagram, instagram. i can't I remember if you're your page though it's more of a personal page yeah um i stick to basically bradley fine line design on facebook um and the reason being is i have like perfect probably eight different outlets that i have to check messages on uh, and to add another one, it would probably be <laughs> maybe over the edge. But uh, I am on Instagram if you need to hit me up on that. Yeah. If you have any questions or anything, you know, hit me up on my Facebook page and uh, you know, we'll, we'll get them answered. Awesome. And, and again, like I think I mentioned in our last segment, next time you go into your local hobby store and you see a box on the shelf, Bradley probably had something to do with a lot of those. So remember that the next time you're there. Bradley, thanks for joining us. And listeners, come on back. We're going to probably talk to Bradley, yep. I would imagine, at some point next week. And uh, we'll promo it. Watch the uh, podcast. Check uh, O'Canada RC on Instagram for updates. And uh, Bradley, stay safe. And really good talking hey, to you. And uh, look again, forward man. to the I'm next segment. The okay. Okay, bud. Take care. All right. Cool.